This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast, the number one AOC Wimbledon podcast. My name is Lee Finch, and tonight I am joined by the one and only Danny Baker. Danny, how are we? We good? Well, never mind me being good. Are you sorted your life out or what after last week? Yeah, so, well, you, like, mate, the problem is you threw me under a big Wombles no, Had a Dream bus last week. It's your own boss. Yeah, I, tagged you, well. I, tagged, I tagged you in and said, oh, Danny Baker knew, and you went, well, don't mention me in all this even though no. you were there you see me press recall it just didn't convert because obviously i had a battery failure the thing went battery failure we did the whole thing look, went off look let's be honest in our in the one was had a dream pyramid you are head of it you always have been i'm sort of the idea the creator the sort of the runner that you know the assistant to the head of the creation you, you unfortunately that lies under your jurisdiction and yeah, okay, that yeah. is something that you need to accept. It was but, on me, yeah, yeah. Look, I had a battery failure. What could I do about it? And then when we come it, back up, you saw me press record. Well, you, you heard it and then it didn't convert. And look, it didn't I took up. responsibility. I fell on my sword on the valuations of the one was at a dream fantasy team. I, I sat on that. I accepted it. I've taken responsibility for the times you, when you, I've put out the guess the score thing, the predictions league, and it wasn't quite working. I, I accepted that responsibility. You know what is annoying? You need to start doing that properly. You know what is annoying? I feel like a one-man band. There's two good thing is we got the Damien Francis uh, that saved because that was a really good chat. Can you imagine that yeah. had gone? That well, had without me, it was pointless. But yeah, 45 minutes talking to Damien, good man, good lad. It was a really good chat. But the other 45 minutes that people didn't listen to was actually really quite good. It was quite it funny. Was good, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're calling you Fat Ben Affleck because we talk- we we started off talking about double gangers because as I said to you, one of my close friends, Alex Hernandez, a block one one nine stall at one of the, the good lads. Uh, he looks like Zerbi, the Brighton. Man. Yeah, which like, is ridiculous. ridiculous. And I said to you, do you have anyone who look? And you went, people say that I look like a chubby Ben Affleck. I didn't say chubby. I said my Obese Hannah's mum says I look like Ben Affleck, which she's absolutely, of course she's right. 
Yeah, yeah, if he was in his bat suit, obviously. With, well, no, 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 not bat suit. You know, if you think about Argo as an example, another, you know, an Oscar winning film, I should hasten to say. Argo. Argo. We're not seeing Argo. Heard of Argos? Oh, no, yeah, that's about where you're at, actually, Argos. Well, if, you haven't seen, if you haven't seen Argo, it's a sensational film. Anyway, that's... so my doppelganger is probably an, an elite level Oscar winning actor and director, and yours is the character at catchphrase, which I think sums up our relationship slash the, the <laughs> power struggle within us beautifully. The funny Oscar thing about winner that is versus win a caravan on catchphrase. Obviously, on my Twitter and stuff, it's Chips Finch and everything, and then people say, "Oh, like everyone calls me Chips and stuff," and no one's ever questioned it. Like, why are you call Chips? Because I'm carrying a few pounds myself, a bit like a bit like yourself, Danny. I'm not carrying any pounds, carrying extra pounds. Just carrying, people, I think people assume it's Oscars. because I like chips. But it's yeah, but not. Don't like chips. It's because my mates once said that I look like the catchphrase character, Mister Chips. Yeah, which, uh, which I think is fair. When I didn't have my beard, I did look like yeah, Mister Chips. And as I said, I, I agree. I think you do look like Ben Affleck if he was five stone overweight. A fi- that the five stone I, I take umbrage to. But well, I, I also mentioned that my mate, my mate Fred, looks like Pirate Steve from Dodgeball, which <laughs> is was sensational. Um, any other doppelgangers? There's also, of course, Titchmarsh. Yes, that, yes, which is, which is in, that is incredible. By the way, yes. he is that is as good. Before I knew him, like. I actually thought it was. I thought, well, I mean, yeah, we've got Alan Titchmarsh, who's a Wimbledon fan. Yeah, that's what I thought. But everyone's there's apparently a double of yourself, aren't there? Out there, like really, there's yourself. all there should be. I just wonder whether everyone gets to meet their double. Like, like I, I think I saw my double. I was doing ages and ages ago. I was working at the Oval, um, and there was a security guard and everyone went, you've got to see this bloke. And I looked at him, I thought, Jesus, that, that, I think that, I think that might be me. I, um, yeah. I, have you met from, your double act? Have you met your one, double gang? Another one I've just thought of for you. You remember for me? The, the Dandy comics, the guy that used to eat all the pies. What, Desperate Dan? Desperate Dan. That's a are you just saying that? Are you just saying that because my name's Danny? No, but you look like Desperate Dan as well. Like, well, the other like thing, the other, the uh, other name not... I had was um, Brian Conley. You remember? It's a puppet. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's called me Dangerous Brian. At school, which is ridiculous, because normally your nickname shorter and I was longer. But I've had yeah. Fat Fabian Bartes. Fa- <laughs> That's not even funny. Anyone, the I problem like is, it. anyone with a bald and beard, I get called yeah. like, yeah. So, but yeah, all of them. Yeah, as I said, that, that was it. Because as I said, one of one of my good mates, Alex Hernandez, looks like Deserby from uh, Brighton. Are there many other Don double doppelgangers? I mean, I do think I yeah, Titchmarsh is pretty good. Can't think of any. There's some good ones. But in the office this week, just on a slightly random, very, very quick one, we were talking about the biggest thing that's happened to football. And it's, it, it, it again, Wednesday pre-podcast chat. I I said that the biggest thing I, or the biggest thing that has occurred is the Bosman. I thought the Bosman rule mm-hmm. changed football totally. But obviously you've got others who go, oh, you know, match, not match a day, um, the start of the Premier League, Someone said the rebrand of the Champions League. What's the biggest thing that you feel like, holy crap, that kind of launched football into a completely different world? You might be right with the Bosman, really, because it pretty much killed ITV at the time, didn't it? Because remember, they put pumped loads of money in and people were losing players for nothing and stuff. But And like youth team players. Remember ITV? ITV yeah, they did. At the time, I think they, and then they went bust and it pretty much crippled football. I mean, Sky TV with the Premier League. Well, you because you're not talking about but, like the recent Liverpool thing, are you? With the offside and the VAR. Well, I'm talking about anything. Like the other one that, that someone said was was the back pass rule. Like when that came in, the whole game kind of has moved 
ridiculously quickly. The other one that another guy said, which I don't agree with, but he was saying the away goal rule that's just basically banished. Like it's just dumb one. Yeah, I, do. Um, I think they should bring that back. The away goal. I do, I do, I do. I just watch it a lot of time, and I'm like, yeah. And it, I, I, I'm not very big on penalties. I'm not going to lie. And the reason why I just feel like a penalty shootout is great drama. I get it, but I, I don't. I just feel like the best football team should win a game of football and it should be based on football factors. And I, I would have, you know, you take a player off every two minutes and it's got a bit of tactical nous to it rather than a penalty shootout. But watching a penalty shootout when you're not involved well, or even better, being watching one when you win is outrageous. Well, so it's difficult. Yeah. I like penalty shootouts. I really do. And of course I you do. I don't get the thing you say about the best team will win because I've we've watched some really poor games and we could be playing a week without scoring a goal so what do you do just never end the game or something like you have to end it well, no, you just no, yeah but that's what I'm saying every two minutes you bring a player off and eventually what, the game when you have one, five one. on five well it's five on five and then whoever scores the next goal wins at least no. it's based on football no well penalties just be good at penalties oh it's rubbish mate it's boring practice and it, it's all about the pressure if they can handle the pressure and stuff you know the one though the so FIFA, I get that. FIFA are literally trying to kill the World Cup like they're what a hundred teams are now. Soon it's going to be every single team from every nation will be able to enter. Have What's you seen? The, have you seen the recent one they're doing? No. But the twenty thirty World Cup is going to be across six countries oh, in God. three different continents. It's going to be the actual tournament's going to be held in Portugal, Spain, and Morocco. Not too bad. Two continents, yeah. But the opening game or the opening three games are going to be in Uruguay, Argentina, and Paraguay. Oh, why though? So can Why you imagine, you... like, you're England, no. you'll go all the way to Argentina, and then your next group game is in Morocco. I just didn't... <laughs> did they not learn from, like, the, the Euros when everyone was all over the place? It just didn't quite have any... It was so much better when Put the games were all in one place. But the problem is, there's not that many countries that can hold the Euros nowadays, is it, really? Like, Germany, Spain, us, not all of them. Yeah, of course Every single could. European nation can, yeah? I'm not saying every single one. I'm you saying... You just said all of them. A lo- I, I did say all of them, and I, I, will, I will take that back. But you can also, there are, if you've got, a, if you're a country that can host Champions League football, surely Switzerland, they must like have four, Czech, four Czech Republic stadiums. can't hold Euros. Why not? Because they've only got about two stadiums. That are decent. Even, do you see the West Ham game at the uh, Slavia Prague? It's only old to about 22,000. You yeah, can't but, have the World Cup final at 22,000 to stadium. Yeah, but if you think about it, right, Qatar uh, built all uh, Hungary, the, they built their Hungary stadiums. Can't Why hold. can't? Hungary can't hold the can. Why can't you build the stadiums? That's what they did in Qatar. Because they've got no money, these people. What do you mean they've got no money? They've got no money. Anyway. They're hungry for success, Lee. <laughs> yeah, good. I've been to Czech Republic and Budapest. Speaking well. of success, good two league. games, two wins. Five goals, oh. one conceded. That... Oh, just before we kick off all about how great we are, can we just mention Cheltenham? Have you heard about oh, this? Eleven games and still not scored a goal. <laughs> eleven games, no goals. Like and oh my god, I know that I'd be <laughs> literally. Can you imagine this podcast? No, we were eleven, eleven games in and we hadn't scored a goal. Literally, yet. a lad said that to me today. It was like I was, you know, sorry, I didn't podcast. He went, "Can you imagine if you're if you're the? I haven't heard the Cheltenham podcast. I'm gonna have to try and find it if there is one. The fact of doing it is crazy. But what what a week? What a weekend? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, did, I didn't. I saw about. I think I saw the first half pretty much of the Tranmere game, but I saw all of Harrogate. So I watched, hopefully, hopefully watch the whole of Tranmere. Okay, go on then. So what, what did you make of it? First 10, 15 minutes, it was like, who who is this team? Wimbledon. Yeah. Like they were literally like, just met up, and it was like, well, this this is 
not what we expect, especially with Reeves little playing. Uh, Sasu coming for his first start. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, whoa, what's happening here? Tremor were meant to be rubbish. 10, 15 minutes, they go one new up. And then Bosch little scores a good, really good goal as well. I don't yeah, think people good. realize really good goal. I, I still can't see the deflection. No, I don't either. I think he places it in that corner. I thought he just I thought it the at corner. the time there was a deflection when he first hit it. But when I've watched it back, and especially there's a second angle from some Paul Lamberdebic, I can't pronounce it. Paul Lepreik. Lamperic in the in the side stand who's recording it, and it yeah, it looks to me like it just goes straight in. But there might have been a slight deflect. But what a guy! A really finish. good move, great build up play, great finish. The second goal we we touched on this on the debrief on Sunday is uh, well done to the referee for the second goal. Because yep. Bugle gets fouled on the halfway line, around about the halfway line, but he puts a great ball over to Ali. The ref allows the game to play on. Ali then cuts back, bosh, bosh, goal. And we always, people are always having a go at the offici- officials. And the no, official. I agree with that. And I thought the referee was absolutely spot on. I just thought Tram, once we went 2 1 up, Tramir just couldn't live with us. The way we ping the ball around, the way Reeves is playing at the moment and or- orchestrating our, our, our back four, I think, is it? Uh, Don uh, Plough Lane by Numbers, I think it is. Let me have a look quickly. Plough Lane by Numbers made a really good... Yeah, Plough Lane by Numbers made a really good point regarding our back line. And saying, okay. because they're so quick, and it's probably the Who, quickest... Ours are quick. Ours, yeah. Okay. With Curry, Ogundia, Lewis and uh, Johnson. Johnson. Because they're so quick, we can push up so far. And yeah. if you haven't got a quick striker, which a lot of these teams don't, we see it on Tuesday against Harrogate and Tramir didn't have a quick striker. They can't get in behind us. Of course they we, can't. We yeah. lap everything up in the air. It just means we can push on. Reeves and Little can just dictate. Little is just a different player from last season. Definitely. Uh, just looking class. And but, Sasu this the, looking. but this is the problem, Lido. Like we said about Pierce, we spoke about Brown. Because they can't get the go high enough because they're worried about being behind the whole game just comes back 10 yards and that gives them a lot more space, gives us less room to manoeuvre. I, I totally agree. I think that it, the way that we've gone about playing now that Curry's back has been huge. It will be really interesting when Callum Bailly's fit, how, whether he gets, if he's just completely out of the mix now, no, or whether or not for he'll... For me. Yeah, it's like the backup centre-back. Yeah, you, he's, oh, not, he's, not, yeah. he's not, not going to get in the, in the starting you, line at the moment. I wouldn't. Well, have you can't. You can't. You can't. No. The two at the moment, and people are saying they're the best partnership we possibly ever had. That's what people are saying. I'm, 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 are saying finding hard, I'm finding it hard to to find a better partnership apart from Oakins and Ward, obviously. <laughs> Uh, but people, worth, people worth are saying, eight or nine million. That is uh, again. People are saying Joe Lewis is probably one of the best loans we've had. Uh, I'd love to try and sign him. I can't see it happening. I said before. I think. Someone said the other day they they gave him a new contract to kind of protect their asset, yeah. Because they paid money for him, they want to kind of did they? Where did they yeah. get him from? Is he well? Torquay. Torquay. Oh, he's Torquay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because little, I'm only little played there. Torquay just near just near Cardiff. Uh, no, I thought Joe Lewis was Welsh, but that was the one. Connor Evans dropping out. Yeah, Joe Lewis is Welsh. Connor Evans dropping out was a strange one, but apparently it was just uh, he felt his hamstring uh, against Walsall were probably going to happen when he hasn't played a lot of minutes. Yeah, yeah. Lakin is completely out of it now. I can see him going back in January to wherever, wherever well, he, he comes he, from. He, 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 was, he was done anyway. He was gonna, gonna be, only going to be January anyway. He's a Burton, isn't he, Lakin? Burton, that's it. Sorry, yeah, Burton. So, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see whether we... i tell you what would be interesting, and again, let's not get... 
No, let's get carried away a bit because we've been crap for ages. It will just be fascinating to see whether or not the club decide to press a button and have a little go at it. Bear I just think we need one like... striker. Still think we're one striker missing if Ali Ali gets injured or Ali has to go off somewhere. But can we talk about Sasu as well on Saturday against Tramir? Yep. What a player we've got there, right? What Against Harrogate, he wasn't as good. But against Tramir, lively, quick, strong. Big, I I really like him. Well. I just felt against Harrogate, all of the players, and again, we'll kind of merge the chats a bit, they all just look really leggy. I just felt they all looked quite tired. surprised he never changed it for Harrogate? No, I wasn't surprised about not changing it, but we're going to have to change it for Mansfield because I thought by the end of Harrogate, we looked really leggy. I would I have changed Ali I... was quiet on Saturday, on um on Tuesday, I thought Sassu was really quiet. I thought Newfield actually came on and looked brilliant. Yes. Um, and again, I think that's kind of... Uh, I think it's so easy as fans to be like the same team. And I think players can be the same. I was talking to one of the lads at work about his squad. He's assistant manager, Chips did. And he was just like, players just don't understand that they're part... They're all going to get their chances. They're all going to get the chance to play. It's just when you're not playing, you can get the right ump. And I get it. I totally get it. But... We just need to make sure that everyone understands that they're going to have their time. You know, Ball had his six matches because Reeves was in- injured, and that will hum again. And I, you know, I, Davison I, might have his little go when Ali goes away to Iraq and this sort of stuff. Everyone's just got to keep. We just need to keep everyone on boil, if that makes sense. I, yeah, and no, I agree. I think that's what we're probably doing quite well this season, though. Because yeah. if you looked at the fan cam they put on the other day, or the bench cam. Ball, Ball looks like he's really enjoying himself here and he's really taking to it and he knows he's going to get a chance. I would have, against Harrogate, I would have probably rested Reeves. I don't think he's a, a risk that we need to be taking because he's so pivotal to our side. Uh, I would have started Ball because I think Ball's Reeves-esque. Not as good, obviously, but I don't think anyone is in this division. No, uh, I think he's I men- Reeves is mental. Yeah, and I think we Ball and Little, I think they could have done a job still. Uh I wouldn't have changed anything else, though, really. I would have played that. Ali's got off soon. We're one player away, one call-up away from the Bradford game being uh, called off. Which I think we could really do with. See, I'm I'm not 100%. I, I, mean, we I, mean, we got, I mean, we've got Bradford the Bradford are awful. But we, they are, but without Ali and without... Who's the other one? And, I mean, Zanav's not the bigger deal, but Zanav without Ali... Possibly Morgan just... Williams could be the other one get called up. Yeah, well, I just feel like Ali's such a big player and the difference between Ali and Davison is massive. And the last time, we, our only game when we've been really poor, in my opinion, was Stockport. And that was obviously when we lost more than just Ali. Um, but you I, know, it was interesting that the Harrogate game, I just, I, I didn't, that it was exactly what I was expecting, just a really tough battle. But, and again, apart from Boogie's goal, which was absolutely brilliant, it, again, it was a bit of a non-event, really, wasn't it? I go back. I, I, I quickly go back to Tramia game and then yep. come back to you. The Tramia game. Did you think their their red card was a red card? Yes, I did as well. I thought, what a silly challenge to make right in front of us, right in front of the fourth official. I think then at that time of the game, I just thought that was causes so much issues for their team. They're really bad anyway, and I just thought we run over them. I thought they, you and uh, uh, Ollie Lewis said Ollie. it. We were going to beat someone and, and beat them quite well, and we did. Uh, with the Harrogate game, I think people didn't realise they see Harrogate, they see they've got small crowds. Not 2,000, only 2,000 midweek. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're from a non-league. They come from non-league, what, in the last 10 years they've come up the leagues like we have, so you can't... I, Absolutely. I mean, they've got massive teams in that 
in that area with Leeds not far away and stuff. So would you yeah. would you class us as a big club in now in League Two, or are we not a big club? I'd say we're in the in the middle top seven kind of clubs. You've got the Bradfords and stuff like that. You've got Bradford. We sell out our stadium. We we could. I reckon we could push on to 10,000, 12,000 if we can build the stadium up a little bit, Dan. But also people, the Harrogate, I think Joe made the point, Joe Mojo does our graphics, on, made Joe. the point that before we played them, they beat Salford. They, and they, hit, they hit the bar four times against Salford. Like pretty much done, done a big note. And I think they were going for three wins in a row as well. I think they've won the last two. So people forget that they see Harrogate and think, oh, we're going to beat them. It's like Tramia. They see Tramia second bottom automatically. Tramia were one of the tip teams to do all right this year. And it, I, I keep seeing this thing with Wimbledon fans keep going, oh, we're only beating the teams in the bottom half of the table. Well, not really, because some of these teams have been tipped to do well and they're just not. Like, who t- who had Crawley doing well this year? Like, when exactly. we beat Sutton, everyone was going mad because Sutton always done a number on us. Sutton are awful this year. And season. also, Lee, I'm not being funny. But we had to batter them and we did. Who gives the monkeys? We're a quarter of the season in oh, already. Just, do you know and what we're, I say? And we're second, and we should really be top. Like someone said today, like all we do is try and find things to moan about, right? Which kind of annoys me because this year I am rolling with it. I am enjoying every minute of the football, even the Harrogate game. It was boring. Are you game. back on JJ? Is he busy? JJ now? Jackson, Johnny, yeah, JJ, obviously. JJ. Yeah, yeah. You're not. You're not going Johnny Jackson. You're JJ. No, and he's, he's back. He's back in and, the and I, I keep seeing this as well. We're all the JJ out as we're all the JJ. It's like, well, to be fair, last season he probably was lucky he didn't get sacked. No, I don't think definitely. Anyone, I mean, there's no argument about that. There was no no one said anything wrong last year, in my opinion. I don't think anyone had their opinions last year that were incorrect. This year, he's turned it around. He's had Craig Cope behind him, which has helped with the players we've brought in, and it has helped that we've brought in Northern players. That have come down, Joe Lewis's, Johnson's, Evans, players from the north and um, stuff like, and we've got local boys like Blue Girl has come in as well, uh, and I think that's really helped him. And I think he took on board the stuff that did happen last year and the fans' discontent. And we just look a good outfit. We look a solid League Two outfit. And I think people just need to enjoy it. Enjoy the wins. Enjoy yeah. Like 1 0 yesterday against Harrogate. It wasn't the prettiest game. No. But you'll come the end of the season and we are second in the league and we're going up automatic. You'll think we won that game one 0 again. <clears throat> the other thing as well with that with with the Harrogate game, we, we we were quite comfortable. Like Bastin really make huge. Money. I'm not saying they had loads. Um, we were we were but comfortable. We were the away team, and we went one yeah. 0 up, and kind of just then went come. Yeah, I I there was a couple like Ollie Lewis who come on the pod the Bruce. He was up there, and he said it's the most comfortable game he's watched. He didn't. There was nothing scared of. That no, they were no, it's just. So. It, 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 I think we've been. I think we played some really good stuff. I think we've got. We've now got players that whoever there's not a lot of players on that bench you look at and go, Oh, I hope they don't come on. I mean I mean, are there any? I mean Pierce maybe? Pierce and Brown? Are they the only ones you're a bit Oh god, if he comes in, this is a nightmare. I can't Pierce, think Pierce of Pierce is Pierce is because for me he he's slow and he, he we go backwards then and uh yeah, we, we struggle when Pierce comes in. Brown, I don't mind too much because he does give you that shit hazard. Like, Pell came on yesterday and done exactly what you want from an away player to kind of kill yeah. the game a little bit. We're winning, kill it. Brown can do that. But Curry just gives you that different... Curry's... For, but, he's, yeah. uh, it's just it's just like I said, it's nice to sort of have it. Again, I think, the th- I think the thing for me is just nice to have a team that we're proud of. That is like, we feel is a really good reflection of us as a, as a club. Um and like I said, I know, you know, Saturday could be a tricky, I say a tricky game, but they've drawn seven of their games, for God's sake. 
Um, so no, it's been it, it. What what what? You know, I can't remember really the last time we've had three games in a row. And we've won when we've won. Three but it's games just enjoyable. Been... Like the Tranmere game, Dan was just enjoyable to watch. Just yeah. pinging passes, watching a youth team player come on, Sasu start for the first time, and. Just we do really well. Nerfield coming on and playing really well. And you know what I mean? We have got what looks like a proper team again that people want. And we were saying last year, we want a team that's going to give 100% in every game. And I think even the Harrogate, I think we gave 100%. We just yep. looked tired. They just, yeah, we went one new up and we just closed up shop and we went away. I, I tell you points. what, has been really nice before we move on, I'm sure. Um, it's been lovely. At school today, I was driving the kids to a foot match today. They, um, and at least half of the bus were talking to me about Wimbledon. Like one was like, oh, Mr. Baker, did you see this? Did you see this? It was so wicked. Like, it's one of the things when I was, and again, I don't want to go too soppy here, but I remember being younger and going to school and being like well excited to talk to my teacher about football. One of them, was Mr. Warden, his name was, he was an Arsenal fan. And I really looked forward to talking to him about whenever Wimbledon allowed Arsenal and there was always a bit of a needle, a bit of a banter about it, but it was always wicked talking to them about football. And the kids were genuinely talking about, what do you think about Ali Almedi? They, they were all, they knew all the names, all the players, even the guys who were not particularly big on it, obviously with FIFA and stuff. They were genuinely talking about Wimbledon in a really good way. And it was just like, yeah, this is wicked. Like, really, exactly, really wicked. I'm getting that from a lot of people. So I spoke about my mate, my mate Gary Saxby, the big Irishman, massive Celtic fan. He takes his son now to Wimbledon and he's a massive, he's a Wimbledon fan now. He's got, he's got yeah. a sign, he's got a signed shirt. A couple of my mates are Chelsea fans and they were in the Chelsea and when we played them and you might have seen my mate little Dave was running down the front giving it to Wimbledon. Yeah. It, that's our mate. I spoke to him before. He takes his boy to Wimbledon. He's got both uh, home and away kit. He loves it. He's a like, do you know what I mean? These are the kids that will grow up going, I'm actually a Wimbledon fan now because it's local to me. I can afford to go and I'll start going away. Like my boy, my boy lives in Melton near Leicester. He loves it. He can't wait. The other day at Birmingham train station, he was looking at all the places he can get to when he's a couple of years older. He started yeah. going on his own and he's like, right, well, I can get to Birmingham. I can go up to Salford. I can go to Newport, Forest Green. He's like, I can go to all of the games. And that's, it's that's so... what it's about, Danny. And it's good. It's all, it we finally good, got it going yeah. on the pitch, which is what we it, were it, it must be nice because the club have been waiting for this. You know, Plough Lane has been the builder. And the last kind of piece of the jigsaw has been, can we create a product on the pitch that reflects the ground and everything else. And the ground looks great. We're getting some movement on it. Yes, there's always teething issues and we're, we're constantly working through them. But it's just brilliant to, to kind of get to the point where we're, we're getting the, the pitch stuff done well. And yes. we're sorted in terms of the pitch is now, what's happening on the pitch is working. Um, I just think it's brilliant. I'm so buzzing that we're getting it sorted it's lovely it's just a joy to come out of plough lane or come like as i said i left also buzzing do you know what i mean it's just good to leave games actually happy with the performance you've seen do you know what i mean and, and actually beating teams and beating them well like i said tramia 4-1 that's that's a murder you know what i mean and then we've had, we'll, we'll beat them all we'll beat them all bring them all on bring them all on bring them all down to to plough to, to new plough lane Slash Cherry Red Records. It's just, just Plough Lane, not New Plough Lane. It's Plough. It's Plough Lane. You, do, nah, nah, right. you, you're, you're a Cherry Red Records man. That's what you are. It, it's Plough Lane. Uh, when we come back, we'll be discussing Wimbledon's most important goal. Summit New Plough Lane. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Right, we're back and we're going to be discussing Wimbledon's most important goal. So what is, to you, the goal that was 
the most important, pretty much. So, Danny, where do you want to start with this? Because there's a number of goals that people would say and throw well, in I, the hat. I, I think, think we there's need only to one bring winner up some, for me. Okay, well, let's bring up some decent contenders. I think that's. I think it's important to bring up some notable contenders. So we're talking about AFC and their AFC, right? So I'm going to just AFC Wimbledon. Yeah, let's Do chuck AFC. some out. So um, I'm going to say Lyle Taylor. His goal against Plymouth. Yep. I'm putting that out there straight away. Not the most important goal for me. No, no, but yeah, okay. It was an important just, goal at the time of the game as well. Just chuck them out there. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm saying Steve said, Steve said and at Luton. Yes. I think that's a big goal. Um. So Steve said at Luton. Jack Midson at home against Fleetwood. The penalty. I think, I think that's a big goal. Yep. Sam Delabonna. What? What's his, not Sam Delabonna. He was going to play at Chelsea. What's that? Mark Debola. Sam Delabonna. Who's <laughs> <Huh? laughs> that? It's like that other geezer we had played for. Mark, 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 Mark Debola. I think Mark, that was quite... Mark, Mark Debola's the number one. No, it's not. It's number one. No. I know, I know what no. you're going to say is number one, but Mark no. Debola's number one. No. You're, it's incorrect, unfortunately. Right. Right, so the other ones you said are not the number one. Well, most yeah, but I haven't finished yet. I've not go finished on, yet. On. Sorry, sorry. Well, no, you, what, what you're doing is you, you, you're cutting. It's an absolute farce, this is. What <laughs> about um, someone like, who is the goal? Uh, obviously, Kedwell's penalty. I was just about to say, you haven't even mentioned Kedwell's penalty. That's the one I think well, you're going to say is number one. Well, I've just, I'm, I'm just saying it. I've got one for you, right? Okay. That ain't a what woman about, goal. All right. What do you mean it's not a woman on goal? It's not a woman on goal. All right. And it was chalked off. Chalked off. Yeah. Do you remember Accrington at home, Billy Key, scores, but as he goes to volley it, the ref blows up for half-time? Yes. We would have drawn that game, or we I think we... Did we draw it 0-0 or we'd have lost it? I can't remember. But Was that that the one with... um, Is that in the playoffs? No, no, no. This is in the the league league. game. Oh, right. Tom Beer's goal was quite important as well. If we had not scored that goal... Well, if Billy Key had scored that goal, we wouldn't have had enough points to get in the playoffs that season. Yeah, but the ref yeah. chalked it off, so it's not an important goal, but it's an. You know what I mean? It was a. Go- it was a goal should have stood, but it didn't. But uh, talking about Aki, uh, Aki, playoff semi, which one? Bayo's goal or Lyle oh. Taylor's? The problem is, it's always easy to go and pick the winning goal. It's always easiest, but I think Bayo's one to go to get level. I did feel that once he scored the goal. After that, I thought we were host. I'm I thought still, we were host. Still fuming about that game. Of course you are. You didn't go, did you? No, because my missus broke her finger. Don't you right? bring her into this? Poor she cow. had to. She had to go hospital to have an operation, and she was out of it. And I had to look after the kids, so I meant I had to miss Accrington uh, away. And I get reminded of that pretty uh, regularly by people. Bit bit rude. She's lucky I didn't divorce her. Well, we weren't married at the time, but she's lucky I didn't well. either. But uh, the Mark de Bola. Is the most important goal in women's AFC it's, women's history? It's not. You always talk about because this the reason it why can't be because the reason why is obviously he, he scores to get us promoted. If we had not won promote, if we're not beating Staines that day, there's no way we'd have been in the football league now. I think we probably that, would have. We would have been ob- the highest. Would have been objection, Your Honor. Con- that's conjecture. We wouldn't because we wouldn't have got up. Say Staines beat us. How do you know we didn't? How do you know we wouldn't have gone up the next year? 
Because we, we might have gone up next year by that right, time. Well, we but then we wouldn't have won the Conference South like we did because of the teams that were around you, there. And then we would have... Because it you gave just, us the momentum to keep us pushing talking on. And nonsense. Mark Javola's goal is the most important goal in AFC Women's history. It can't be. You're talking absolute gibberish. It is. Jibarish, you're talking. What, what's yours? Talking? What, what, what is your most, What is the most important goal in women's history? Jack Midson. What? Pen- the penalty against Fleetwood. No. We are generally... And again, I, I, I will be careful with my wording here, but I, I, I just feel had we got relegated, I think we would have found it very difficult. Not like you. Not, oh, this is the only thing that's going to happen. Bloody chips from catchphrase. Say what you see. Oh, I'll tell you what I see. I see that if Jack Midson didn't score that goal and we got relegated, I think we would have still been struggling today to get back in the league. Now there's an I don't I just feel like that the conference to champ to League Two is massive, and I feel like the other ones. I feel like we were big enough with the energy to have gone up later, but getting into the football league was such a big deal. Getting relegated would have been catastrophic, and we've it's- seen. Torquay, we've seen your mug, Southend, we've York. seen York. York, we've seen Yeovil, we've seen... Scunthorpe now, they're in a conference Scunthorpe. north, mate. There are a lot of teams, but... and even Wrexham, it took 20 years to get back, I just don't feel like... So you're saying that... then, you're saying Danny Kevill's goal was the most important? No, I'm, I'm saying... To get us in the Football League? No, I think, I think staying in the Football League is more dramatic, is a bigger goal than going up. I think it's... It, it's Midson's goal to stay in the league no. is bigger than Kedwell's goal to get us up, for no. me. No, I agree with, on that part, but Mark DeVola's goal is still the most important goal that we've ever scored because I think we would have stagnated in non-league. Um, I don't think we would have gone I, I, through I can... the leagues as quick uh, and as good as we would have done. I think we'd have struggled. I think we might have even still been a conference team now. I don't know if the and I don't know if the then the ground comes with that because obviously we're a non-league team. I think that was such an important goal to get out of the Roman Premier League. When we did, it gave us the momentum to kick on the next year. I think we win the Conference South. What first season? One yeah. year in the Conference South, straight into the Conference. It's a couple of years in that bosh. We're a football league team. Without Mark Debola's goal, I think we stay in the Roman Premier League. We probably go up the next year, but by that time we've already missed Conference South. I think we then stay a couple of years in that. Two for a year, then I think we might get to the conference, and then we 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 wouldn't be anywhere near where we are, especially the way the conference is now. With only one goes up, and then about fifteen teams in a playoff. That's what. Yeah, I feel they need to. I, I personally, I, I I think they need to reshape it. But no, all right. Don't. So so we we can disagree with the most important goal. Which goal hurt the most? I've got. Well, I'll give you an example. The goal we conceded away at Fleetwood, the Zanev cock-up, and them scoring absolutely crushed me. I was absolutely uh, gutted. No, there's one. conceded that. And I don't so, really want to mention them. Well, you're going to have to. What a scum. What? The one that the flicks off the hill and goes over Sullivan. Because we were so good that day. We had the atmosphere yeah. was lively. We literally took the piss out of them. We ran on the pitch, did whatever we wanted. We showed everyone that the the real Wimbledon was us. We did were you in feel that, that game. Mid- I mean, are we over? If, are we? Is the that, Midson goal against uh, Milton Keynes a big game? 
it, do you think that's a big goal? I mean, the, it's the a fact big goal. It's not an important. It wasn't an important goal, though, because it didn't matter. We didn't win. It was important to us at the time as fans because we needed that because that was just unreal, yeah. weren't it? First game against them, bang, we score a goal. Everyone goes absolute ape shit. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's that big. Was, that was but crazy. You lose the game, and also if what's his name squares the ball, we win that game two one. Yeah. And I really want... He, he was down at Plough Lane recently. He's lucky I didn't bump into him because I would have had solid words with him. Stephen Gregory as well. Stephen, I loved, Stephen Gregory, I'd love to get him on the pod and ask him why did he not him, square it. He also, but he was running along and he missed the sitter as what well. What a player he was as well, by the way. Very, very, very good. But um, um, Any other goals that proper hurt then? I think as well, the, I'll tell you the other one. I remember at Kings Meadow. Do you remember the game where everyone else got rained off and we still played? And then I think it was Fleetwood. Again, actually. Oh, yeah, that goal. And, they, and they won 1 0 at ours. And it should and have been like, called this off. This game should have been called off. It's absolutely <laughs> farcical. Do you remember when one person passed the ball forward? It just got stuck. I just remember the girl going in and going, like, okay, we are we are properly in the doggy doo doos. We are in a world of trouble here. I think that goal was was really, really painful. And I also, and I knew we were down anyway, but. The first goal on the last day of the season when we got relegated to League Two was horrible as well. Because it was like, oh, guys, seriously, like, proper kick in the teeth. Like, we were all like, right, just give us something to play with. And then we're like, yeah, just chuck, we'll just, we'll get hammered again. It was just like, found that really, well, well, really frustrating. I know it's AC Wimbledon, but the, the Southampton goals hurt when we got relegated, when we were Wimbledon. The uh, Southampton goals did, but in the, uh, for me, it didn't hurt as much as the Bradford goals. I was just about and to say it, Bradford. And it didn't hurt for me. The, the worst I've ever felt watching Wimbledon in terms of conceding goals was um, Leicester at home. In the cup. Yep. Steve Walsh gutted. Gutted when I'm walking from that ground. I was so light upset. Chelsea was a killer. E- Everson. Chelsea um, at home in the cup. No. Gianfranco Zola in the semi. That was yeah. horrible. That was a. I remember feeling yeah. absolutely rubbish. Yep. Um. That was crap. I also hate. I really felt rubbish when we lost to Palace four nil. Yep. And real art. Do you know important scored important that, goals? Go on. John Artson against Villa that time when we massive. thought we were going to stay up and everyone massive, went mad because we goal. thought. Do you know what I mean? And also, uh, what was the other one? Ah, oh, literally just about to say goal now. So Robbie Ells in the FA United. Cup. Yeah, just about and Marcus Gales. Marcus Gale was a big you. one. They were important there, goals. There's been, there's been some well, really, really... weren't so important goals. They were just important at the time in the games. I just think under AFC Wimbledon, we've had a lot of occasions where, as I said, if Mark Tabola don't score, I don't think we get where we are. Danny Kevill don't score that penalty. We might lose that and still be in the conference. Luton might not even be in the Premier League now. Just mad things that happen in football that you think, are they just... Do you know what I mean? What could be the what sliding doors moment if something don't happen? Uh I think Midson's for me, is not the most important goal because I think we would have won that game anyway. Uh, if he hadn't scored that penalty, I think Fleetwood were there taking anyway, would have gone on and kicked oh, on. I don't one. know. I just, the thought of what happened if we got relegated. Like, oh, mate, oh, oh, I think we, were, we would have been absolutely, and, and let's be honest, we were absolutely pony. Th- we two, were absolutely pony. Them two goals, I think Mark Debola and Midson's, I think they're both very. Both really up there. They are up there for me because of, as you said, if we got relegated, I don't know where we'd be now. And as I said, if no. we didn't go up from the Roman Premier League, then I don't. That's the scary thing is I don't know where we'd be in the pyramid now. Do you know what I mean? Because there could be a chance that we went down. If we go down, there's pretty much not a huge chance we'll bounce back up because a lot of times, yeah, no. 
Uh, and if we do, if we don't, Mark Debola don't score and we lose that playoff to Staines, there is a possibility we will go straight back up with the Roman Premier League the next season. Yeah. But I just don't think we would have had the momentum then to go up again. And another yeah. season in Roman Premier League would have been hot. And we might have lost fans and stuff. And as I said, it, it, where did you go with the with the ground and stuff? If we're not. There's no argument that 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 game was massive, and obviously Cumber scored. Didn't Cumber score first, wasn't it? Yeah, it's from uh, Nick McDonald. Uh, they Mick, Mick, Nick McDonald, one of my favourite AFC Wimbledon players, because he was just yeah, just a big proper non-league footballer. Crossed the ball. They reckon it was a foul, weren't they? And he crossed the ball, and then Cummins, Cum, Cumbers scored. Geese on uh, kid on loan from Gillingham. Never really done anything after us. I thought he was going to have a good career, but it just shows you how many young guys we get and. How many if you look at them, stuff, what, yeah. where they are kind of end up, there's not loads. I always want to say, guys, yeah. I always want to say to players who played for AFC Wimbledon in the non-league days, do they wish they had jumped on board from the start? Do you know, like the Mickey Aswells and who's the other geezer with the massive head that played from us? We got from Hampton, or he went up to Hampton. What Alan Inns? Alan Inns. Alan Inns absolutely loved being at Wimbledon once he got there because he was one of them shit houses. He had three thousand fans behind him as well. Do you know what I mean? And he just loved it. And I just think, yeah, do they wish they jumped on? Because there was not much money in them. Like no. money would have been right. It would have been okay. But you probably would have been. been the, it would have okay. been the best on the market. It would have been the best on the market. But you'd have been a no okay at Wimbledon. Yeah. Do you wish you had joined it earlier and just gone like ten years in non-league with Wimbledon? Kind of feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Kevin Cooper went, right, I'm leaving Sutton, I'm going to go and play Wimbledon. Yeah, because he do. saw it, and it, that was a clever move for him, because he thought, right, I can score goals at, at CCL level, I'm banging goals. He'd become our top goal scorer of all time. I've got the frame picture still. Oh, yeah. 50 of them made, I think, yeah, when he broke the record. But yeah, do you know what I mean? So, not really many, I was, I was going to say, there's not many really combined county goals, is there? Kevin Cooper didn't, no. didn't know. I mean, obviously, the first game at Ash, you could say. Sanders. Or Glenn, Glenn Mol- Sanders, sorry. And you got, what was it? Glenn Mulcair scored the first goal for AFC, didn't he? Probably um, away. Probably away. That was a great goal. Yeah, it was. Um, Holly, so, there, yeah, there isn't loads, I guess, on that. But I think that's just, it's just more momentous. But we've had, of... I'd say, as I said, I was thinking about it the other day. I was thinking about, like, we've had our, as, as shit as the last couple of years have been. And I do feel sorry for, like, my boy is 14 now. So he, he hasn't had the Man City playoff final. He had the Wembley yeah. one, he had the Plymouth. But do you know what I mean? They need, they do need some more of them, and that's why this season, hopefully, we'll do something because, and at the end of the year, we'll get a really important goal, like one that will seal promotion or one that will win us a playoff final. Do you know what I mean? Like Lyle Taylor's goal is important, but I mean, I wonder on the scheme, on the scheme of things, it'll be interesting that first goal for Ali Hamadi at Walsall. The fact that since that game, he's he's had what four games, three goal, three games, four goals. Yeah, but also. It'll be interesting with that, how that leads up to January, how it leads up to the potential of someone coming in. That could be quite a big goal for our season. Yeah. That's a fact of, it's a massive goal for I think it's a massive goal for our season, but it'll be um what do you what do you reckon then? Last thing then, our biggest goal, our most important goal this season, what is it? What so far? Yeah. Do you think Ali's goal was the biggest goal we've had this year? That's been like that that him now scoring means we go on a run. Do you think it's the the win, um, the first one at Sutton? What what do you think is our biggest goal this year? When you're like, right, fucking hell, right. Tilly to score in the first penalty. None of them. Is that the bit? What do you mean, none of them? One one's got to be the most important. None or of the, them. Or the, or the biggest goal. None of them at the moment. 
Are you joking? They're just goals. Oh, it's just goals in eleven eleven game season at the moment. You're 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 you're, 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 you're about the next game, mate. Game One game at a time. One game at a time. What's yours? Me? I said so. I just said Ali. Ali 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 Alhamdi scoring against Warsaw, getting rid of the monkey off his back, scoring a hat trick the next game. That one goal and finish and finishing off that team when it was two one and we were pretty comfortable, but just getting that win, getting back on track after Stockport. I just think it was massive. No, well done, Ali, for, for doing us. What, doing and the fact is, I'm proved right because once we beat Walsall, <laughs> we beat Tranmere, we beat Harrogate. Well, so I've been technically <laughs> proved correct. Right. Which well, yeah. once on this podcast. Right. Yeah, but it's fine. Well, we're doing one move on, but let us know in the comments and on Twitter or social media what you think is the most important goal. Do you agree with me? Or don't Mark just agree with me. To be fair, it yeah. depends on what age you are, because some people might not have seen Mark DeBola's goal. But it no, was if you very, don't know, if you important. don't know what to do, just agree with me, and we can all move on. Wow, everyone hates me, so they probably will do that. Well, right. exactly. We'll move on, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the Crazy Gang and why Woo-hoo. were they so successful? Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're back. We're going to be discussing the Crazy Gang and why they were so successful. Uh, Before me and Danny came on, we were talking about it briefly. And I was saying to Danny that I don't believe that we got the credit that we deserve, especially from the press and stuff. Gary Lineker made comments about the Crazy Gang. But Danny, why were we so successful? Because we weren't a team full of stars so to speak but if you look I think people didn't know how good Wimbledon were like because we had players like Vinnie Jones and people like Mick Hartfords and people like that who would just go battering people they forget that we did have the Robbie Ells do you know what I mean and 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 the F Cuckoos and players like that Neil Ardley's coming through also I wanted to say to you before you answer that one was was the crazy gang just that one era or could you say that the whole of Wimbledon like, was a massive crazy game. Massive, like you had the Batsford before, you had Bobby Gould, you had Joe Kinnear. Do you know what I mean? To, like, is it just one big crazy game? And and should we be so scared of it nowadays, really? Well, I don't really know, and I'm just googling it. So forgive me. When did the crazy gang start? Like, when were we? When were we called the crazy gang? When did it kind of? Start because it says here it references the team of the eighties uh, and nineties. Um, they were a British comedy group in nineteen thirties, but it seems like we were kind of referred to the Crazy Gang from when we went up in the early eighties. Basically, we were well, yeah, the that's, Crazy Gang. Yeah, I'd say that was probably about right. I only obviously I I was too young in them days, so I had heard of it when we had the Fashes, Vinnie Jones. Do you know what I mean, them players, Robbie Ells, Ben Thatcher's, I mean, Cunningham, Sagers, they were crazy and crazy gang. And all the stuff they used to do off the pitch, so you, you come to training, you get your clothes burned, or they'd put a dead fish in your car and stuff like that. And I feel for me, stuff. right, the crazy gang thing, for me, I felt that our team had a clear identity 
and had a clear set of values that they all got. Like, it wasn't going to be okay to not put your foot in. And it wasn't going to be okay. We had a very, very very simple demographic of we're looking for youth players to come through. We're looking for bargains that we can get. We're looking for people we can develop rather than superstars that can come in. And to be honest, the death of the crazy gang was when we started trying to buy players in who were going to do the jobs, like, you know, the hearts, as an example. He was never, ever going to be... He, he was a great... I thought he was, like... We spoke, didn't we, before about how Hartson was going to be sensational. And I still think he was an amazing buy. But we had an identity as a crazy gang of being aggressive, being a little bit outrageous, making people feel uncomfortable, almost, like, for, like thwarting what other people were trying to do. But I feel that the reason why we were successful is we had a very, very clear identity regarding how we play and what kind of person joined that group. There weren't many. I mean, there are always some, but it weren't, you were mentioned, you know, Jones, Harford, those guys were aggressive, physical players. People like Perry and Cunningham and Leonardson, if you like, and Cuckoo. Tron Anderson. Tron Anderson's itself. They weren't super physical players, but they were hardworking. They were not very expensive. There was room for progression. We very rarely bought old. We always bought young players to go. It's just there were there, you know, it, we had a really clear, very similar to probably Craig Cope, very similar to the Robbo situation before it went a bit wrong, is that we had a very clear understanding as we're Wimbledon and this is what we are. Yes. And, and and we didn't go above our station. We didn't dip our hands in other pots. We just went, this is us and we're going to be this. We never had a huge squad. I just felt like we 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 got we got our identity right and we got what we're about, who kind of players, we got all of those demographics right and that's why we were successful. And we've had loads of what I'd call fake um, fake versions of Wimbledon since that haven't really ever kicked off. So, example, Stoke tried to become the, the team that everyone, you know, but can you do it on a Tuesday night as Stoke? That, for me, they were the one of the next Wimbledon types. There's always a bit of a team that you love to hate and a team who do things a bit differently and against the mill. Um, but I felt like Stoke were, they had that decade, didn't they? And now it's probably going to be a Luton or it's going to be someone who, I tell you what, it's it's not because of our, but it's like a Brentford type who, or Brighton who do things in a, in a slightly different way. Um, they're the next group, if you like. Um, yeah. but I felt that's for me why we were successful yeah I, I totally agree and I think that's the thing that makes Wimbledon so special and why a lot like why I fell in love with Wimbledon is that we were always the, the little small club we didn't have the, the we didn't have 25 30,000 fans we had 10 12,000 diehard fans would take a lot to wait well not a lot but we take the diehard I meant not a lot of fans we take the diehard so 100 200 fans would go every away game pretty much but it didn't matter who you were playing. You could be playing Man City with all their billions now or Man U at the time or Arsenal. And, and we could get turned over 5-0. But 
but you also went there knowing that these boys were going to give a hundred percent, put everything in, and and we could beat them, which we did. I yeah. went to our Highbury and we beat them four two. Old Trafford we talked about earlier when we went up there and we we well we all scored last minute. Uh, but I've also been on some drive-ins at these clubs as well, and and I think you're right as well with regards to the transfers we went we went for players that were around the lower leagues, the, yeah. the Ben Thatchers, Cunningham's. They all come from like Millwall. Do you know what I mean? We bought uh, Gal from Brentford, who were what a League Two team at the time, League One, yeah, pretty much. And said, Hold "Look, up the same. If you come in and you do a job for us, we are not going to stand in your way if you get a bigger move." Leonardson yeah. came in, was brilliant. What we paid, what two million for Leonardson? I think something. No, seven hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, something mad like that. And then we sold him for what a lot. Three yeah. And a half. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Getting, and we also had a, what I love about Wimbledon now is our youth set up and the fact that we do give, and that's where we do, you can give Mark Robinson a lot of credit for the yeah. way he set up. That was very crazy gang esque, our youth set up because they're all, all fighting for one thing. They all got a pathway to the to the first team. And that's what we did as well at Wimbledon FC with the crazy gang. We had people like Chris Perry. Do you know what I mean? And if you shirked from it and if you weren't going to jump on board with it, and I think it's what a lot of what for me is wrong with modern football is that these players nowadays getting 20 grand contracts at the age of 17, 18, never playing a premiership game in their lives and then being dumped a couple of years later, they might have a bit of money in their pocket, but that's it. They're finished. They're gone. They're yeah. not going to do another day's work where well, we kind of said to them, look, you, 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 the old boot cleaning, do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And the old getting involved with the crazy hand because you had to, otherwise you weren't going to make it at Wimbledon and you'd go off to another club and you wouldn't make it there. But you made it at Wimbledon. You knew you made it and you you done something special there. And I, like, mean, I, f- I feel like with Wimbledon, a lot of players left us to go on to do better things. And we were quite a good place for that. For, we were a very, very good club for players to come in and kind of cut their teeth, if you like. Yeah, we weren't, we, boys we, to we, men. We'd have, yeah, and then yeah, we'd let I them go that, as men kind of thing. I think that, yeah, I think that language is, is about right. I think we kind of... I think, I think it's also. I think what I feel is that I, I, I think my frustration at the time and now is that I don't think we were quite given the credit. I was just about to say that this. we deserved, and the reason why is that I'm not saying it's because we played better football, but I just think we were cute. I think we were very good at nullifying other teams by identifying what they don't really want. We'll give them in in spades, and we created around that group a persona of irritability a persona of irrationality where teams will kind of turn up and go i don't really know what to expect here it was like expect the unexpected you know you turn up in the change room and richard the Keenum is t- going yeah it's like and they've cut the we, tie we, off the yeah we were basically we were designed to piss other teams off to be frank hmm. and i think that a lot of teams we're all kind of the same and they all kind of turn up and you knew what you're doing. It's very actually similar to why Plough Lane hasn't been as quite as big a fortress as we'd like it. It's because King's Meadow was tight and horrible and dingy and people wouldn't really want to go there and to so watch like it. The old fam- yeah. And I just feel like we were, we, we were not about creating a nice environment for you. You were going to come up and we we're going to turn your showers cold. And we were doing all mm-hmm. those horrible little tactics that people don't like. Um, but we didn't. We didn't really. We weren't bothered about the establishment. We didn't give my, them monkeys that we weren't liked. But my, we didn't get the credit we deserved. My my problem with the credit 
we we didn't get the credit we deserved is actually we played some good football, and we I've seen us play pretty I, like Wimbledon and people might laugh at this or scoff at this, but Liverpool do it very similarly to us now. They get the ball from the goalkeeper straight up to the forwards as soon yeah, as possible. Yeah, back to front quick. Yeah, yeah, back to front quick. We did that quite a lot, and people used to say it was long ball. It wasn't. It was good football. We'd go straight to fashion. Fashion would hold it up, play it into Holdsworth. Holdsworth would score. Do you know what I mean? Or we'd use our wingers, Kimball with his left foot, the wand for a reason. Ben Thatcher then came in and he would absolutely smash people. And people wouldn't want to go down that left win because he's so hard Cunningham could play as well we had people like Alvin Leonardson then we had Mickey Hughes players that could play Trond Anderson's one of the best players I've seen play football Robbie L is just an absolute goat for me and I think these players if you look at them in the market now they would be going for millions we I think we'd be selling them for 30 40 50 million pound players. but I don't I, I disagree with you I I'm I don't think we would because I think that the game now I don't think I don't think we I was going to say that. to you do you think if if you put the crazy like Wimbledon now into get, the days, we would where, get Vinnie, Vinnie Jones would not be able to play. Unfortunately, we would get totally. I, 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 because... I totally disagree with you. I think you're talking absolute horseshit there, Dad. How? How? Because we had the play. As I said, Robbie L would be immense in today's game. Robbie yeah. L would get nowhere near anyone. Anyway, he would. He would. He was. Unreal. We wouldn't get. The reason being, Lee, is that the way that we would play and the physicality they played, you just can't touch anyone now. No. no yeah, but Robbie we L didn't, couldn't didn't do touch what, people. People wouldn't touch. I'm Robbie not saying. L. That's Robbie L going, I, Robbie I, L, there aren't really now loads of midfielders who are proper box to box. The the, the game has changed. Like, that's why we'd smash it. No, I don't think we would. I think we'd get absolutely destroyed. No, I think you're talking rubbish. I, I, I give you I give you the Vinnie Joneses, the Ben Thatchers, people like that who are very physical. Like that t- challenge in the 88 Cup final, Vinnie does on it, that's a sending off today game. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't be able to make it in today's game. Fash would struggle a little bit, but I still think he would just bully people. And I think coming up against a Pep team, I don't think Pep would be able to handle Joe Keneal and Wimbledon. I really don't. Uh, and I think Klopp you look would be, at, you look Klopp at would be going absolutely now. mental. Well, you but, look at... No, I'm not having it, mate. Like we, Troy, beat, we beat some at, of the... Look at Troy no, Deeney, no, right? Troy, Troy Deeney would what, be... better than sim- Harry Kane? Yeah, I've read that. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Troy Deeney is probably, in, for, of, the, of the modern time, probably a similar type and he player than Fashioner. Yeah, okay. He battered teams. Battered Arsenal he, to pieces, mate. Yeah, but Amazing. Watford got getting relegated. They were a yo-yo team. <laughs> they didn't know. They'd never really got into Europe. They're not going to make a huge impact because the game was. It's just been too cute. And Kenny Cunningham, it was fantastic as a defender and as as it was. But fullbacks are the most aggressive player now, and they've got to can score and they've got to assist. And Cunningham was fantastic. I'm Alan not saying Kimball, not. the wand. Alan Kimball again, another one. He would he would have struggled. He would not. not he would, Alan Kimball, Mate, we were playing Chelsea's with the Jim Van Kozolas and the Jim yeah, Diarlis yeah, and LeBouff. Yeah, Remember LeBouff when he got absolutely yeah. beaten up by women and couldn't take it? He, he yeah, was crying. He wanted game, to be subbed but off. One, but that's one game. There wasn't one game. It was it's over games a season. Over a season. Six most seasons. Six, seven. Yeah, then when we could do that. We'd have been on a European tour in today's day, day and age, mate. And we'd be battering European we, teams we, as well. We couldn't get away with no. it and well, we, think, would get, we would get we would get caught out quick i hope they do because i'm not interested in what they think i'm interested <laughs> you in telling you about the we would no it's an opinion isn't it we were allowed they can have an opinion so can i we would, get in this occasion is wrong. we would get slaughtered no, not having it neil sullivan it, it would, would be, be one of the better, better keepers in the premier league right now neil, Su- neil sullivan can't kick he'd be a shambles you have to be able to kick that lad can't kick. How many times did he kick the ball and it would go? <laughs> nah. 
he would not last two. Yeah, minutes but that was in part Premier of the ploy so we could get pen him in from throw-ins. in Premier League football now. And maybe I'm being harsh in terms of we get Mullard, but when when we're not top half by by without a shadow of a doubt. I we get are what you say. It's hard because the football has the moved on so much. And the game game is so quick nowadays, and it like, should do. And it I, should. Do. I think Chris Perry would put uh, Harland in his pocket. Wouldn't even be a contest, mate. I don't know about that. He couldn't. He couldn't look after some of the big guns. Then he was a fantastic defender, mate. Did you? Do you even support Wimbledon? Is, I love. I love Chris Perry to pieces. I think do you even support Wimbledon. Been, All you've done do. is just dissed him. I just, I've just oh, said that the game even, has moved on. He couldn't on. even deal with the big guns back then. All I'm saying is the game has moved on. And Chris Perry isn't a one-man defence. He's got to play with somebody like Dean Blackwell, who, who for whatever reason, he would always slip over every single game. Or, or Reeves would just score on goals. Or Alan Reeves would forget what day of the week it is. Or Scott Fitzgerald would give it away. Or Brian McAllister, who was actually half decent, but never was fit. Yeah. And actually, what should have happened at some point? Are you we should have got a new right back and put Kenny Cunningham next to, to Perry. But, I, you know, I'm sick of having the same conversation. I love the Wimbledon team. It was a brilliant team and it would have been lovely. The biggest crime in football is that we didn't get our shot at, at Europe. Yeah, and we 100%. would have played with that group in Europe against some of the biggest clubs around and they would have gone, what? The bloody hell! We we would have won. This Europe. all about. We would have won we a European Cup. We would have. We would. <laughs> we would have. Andy Brazil was on, right? We He's a European football expert, and Andy Brazil agree with me. Well, Andy Brazil can agree with you. Wimbledon are not going to win expert. a European Cup. We would. What done. I would say is that, my God, it would have been some teams we would have turned up to, and they'd have gone, "What on earth is going on?" And it would have been brilliant to watch. And it is, unfortunately, it, it one is of mad. the biggest shames in football. In my, it, it, from a Wimbledon perspective, that the crazy gang who thoroughly deserved it didn't get a shot at it. But it's mad when you said, right, all them things you said, like uh, Dean Blackwell couldn't stay on his feet, Reeves had scored on goals, Chris Perry was really small, uh, all in Leonard's and he was too small when he came over. Dean Oldsworth was carrying too much weight. Fash just I, weren't I never, popular. You've said half of those. I only said oh, a couple of those. Vinnie Jones you mentioned, Vinnie you mentioned Jones Dean Oldsworth. I've Vinnie, said nothing about Dean Oldsworth. Vinnie Jones couldn't play football. He was just a... Uh, he just battered people. I loved him, but he would not have lasted well, two minutes. And a lot, of, and this is this was a lot of things that were going on back then. And Vinnie Jones could play football. He had a long throw and stuff like that as well. And he could batter people, but he could play football as well. And all yeah. these comments were said back then, but we'd still finish in two semifinals. You know what I mean? We still finish sixth, seventh. And that's what I mean. Why when you look at it on paper and you look at these players and you're going, you've got a five foot nine centre half, like how are you doing so well? And you're saying about the Harlands today, they were playing against the Shearers, Roy Keynes, Paul Winces. Yeah. You know I mean? They were playing Beckham. You saw the goal he scored against us. Tony. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know what I mean? But we'd still we'd still batter teams. But we we yeah, we would, but also remember we also did get battered a lot as well. Mate, we you were quite... Wimbledon, I'm allowed. You've asked an opinion about yeah, whether we're going to survive now. Is the negatives. We're not going to. Well, no, there were huge positives, but we're not. All I'm saying is, right now, if you put took the Wimbledon team in the Premier League with the way that we played, we ain't doing very well. Top four. <laughs> Top four. Right. <laughs> After that, I'm sure we'll move on, and when we come back, Listen, we'll, we'll... It, it, we we would have had a lovely time, but I think we might struggle. Bearing in mind. 
we we want we aren't the best passing team you and we're quite physical. We finished six. We should have won the Coca Cola Cup back then, whatever it was called. And we Worthington Cup. Worthington Cup. We should have won that. We should have finished six. We should have got in Europe. We'd have, but we yeah, didn't. We didn't. We, we didn't do any of that. We would have then won the what was it? We would have gone into not Europa. It would have been the Cup Winners Cup. We'd yeah, have won, we'd, we'd have won that. We'd, we'd have won the that. Champions League. We'd have won that. We'd have gone. Taken I don't think we'd. I don't think we'd. Won, I don't think we'd beat. Yeah, your head out we'd, of the clouds. Probably would have lost to Madrid in the final. Or something. Say what? Say what you haven't seen, Mister Chips. Absolutely fast you are today. Right when we come yeah, back, you haven't even mentioned Darren Holloway either. I had his name on my shirt. Awful footballer. Right. It was awful footballer. When we come back, we'll be discussing the Mansfield game on Saturday. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Back for the final part of the episode. Uh, we're going to preview the Mansfield game on Saturday. Uh, Danny, I'm going up there. I'm going to be taking my son up there. I'm going to pick him up, take him and his mate. His mate's first time kind of watching. Do you London. like Mansfield as a ground? Uh, it's it's a, it's a modern ground. It's all right. It's a bit too big for him. It's four stands. It's a bit like... No, it's not four. It's three stands, isn't it? No, they've got the whole a fourth of, one now. No, the whole of the left side was... Unless they've done it recently. Done it, it recently. When, when we went, it was last year... Last year it was empty. Yeah, I think they've done it. Oh, sure. Right. Sure. It last part, and, and it wasn't empty because they were doing any building. It was just empty. Build mill. Now, there's a little stand there. There's a little one. Yes, yeah, it's a well, small they're, one. And they're, they're unbeaten. Yes. Does that bother you? Uh, no, nothing bothers me about this season at the moment now, mate. I think we've got there. I think this is going to be our toughest test so far. Tougher than Wrexham. Tougher than Stockport. Because Stockport should have been our toughest test, and it was a tough test on the day. But they had five players missing. The weather had a massive impact on that game as well. Where, as you said, these are unbeaten. Uh, yeah, it's what is it? But they've also drawn. They've also drawn seven. They are in seven. Yeah, they've drawn seven. Only one yeah. four games. Yeah, only one. And, more, they, one and, more, and they've more got more a good defensive there. record. But yeah, so what are you expecting? Um, from us, are you? They've, they've drawn the last to, four. That's what I'm saying. Three they're, games. They're massive draw specialists. Are you expecting? Are you? Are you changing the squad, the team? It depends on doing? how how they've come back from Harrogate. If I change, I'd I'd like to go with the same team again. It's if they come back fully fit because we don't want to lose. This is a very tough month for us coming up now. I yeah, think it's yeah. toughest month. As uh, Jules said the other week on the pod, we've got what is it? Bradford at home. Who have just sacked. Glenn Hodges and uh, Mark Hughes. So they're going to have the new manager bounce. Uh, Don't say the new manager bounce. By the time we play them, we then have what? Barrow away, Morecambe away on alternative weekends. And then yep. we have Arrington at home in, in there somewhere. In between. Uh, it's a tough, tough month against proper League Two teams. Barrow and Morecambe. It's crap and Morecambe. It's a tough place to go. Barrow is a tough place to go. Oh, that Mansfield's really tough on Saturday. Really tough. I just. I think we need to use our squad. I think Yeah, we're gonna have to, I think. I think we'd have been better off using it on Tuesday. I can see Nerfield coming back in for Sasu. Yep, definitely. I can see possibly Ball coming in for either Little or Reeves. I can't see him taking Reeves out though. He's our captain orchestrator. I think I think the ball conversation definitely is live. Yeah, but who are you taking out? Because both, both Little and Reeves, yeah, but Little's been unreal. Watch him, man. His runs and his movement is unbelievable. It's not necessarily about how well they're playing. It's just the fact of we have to kind of rotate the squad. Because 
There's been they a look lot... leggy as hell against um, Harrogate. A lot of moans at the moment of, with regards to Jackson, and this is most people that will moan at Jackson no matter really? what he does. Anyone moan at Jackson now? But his subs. Because right. they were late against Harrogate. We didn't. I didn't expect to see that team against Harrogate. I thought we'd have changed it around for that game. Uh, I, I do. We tr- just trust him that he knows where these players are with regards to injuries. It, it was one of his big bugbears last year, weren't it? With regards to he played players when they were injured and he shouldn't have done. We've yeah. got a bigger squad this year. We've got players like Morgan Williams who can't even get in the squad at the moment. Yeah. Do we change it? But do we just say to him, right, well, you're the manager. You trust what the medics are saying to you. They've come home. They've had the day off. They'll train slightly on Thursday and Friday. Do you know what I mean? Or they might have Thursday off as well and then train Friday before going up to Mansfield on Saturday. It's only up the road. So I doubt it's a hotel job. Do you think, what do you mean, Matt? What do you mean just up the road? Mansfield, they're definitely staying overnight. Well, it's about two hours. Two hours? Are you stupid? It's two and a half hours for me, mate. No, it's three yeah, and a half yeah, hours for me. You're right. Here we go. Get a train then. What? Wimbledon? No, yeah. they're staying overnight, mate. Well, even if they're staying overnight, so that, that's even better for us. I don't know. Such, I don't know if I change it around too much. You don't want to be changed. It's hard because Bugo and Ali have bring up a partnership now. Bugo scored the other day. Ali scored four now. I think them two have got to stay in. Yeah. Again, I well, think particularly it, trust the medics and see what they say. Particularly Ali um, Hamadi, who's potentially going away after. Um, yeah, I, I think that I think that's one hundred percent is what's going to happen. Um, if, Ali Al Hamadi will start from. If Evans is back, would you be inclined to take Tilly out? Because I don't think Tilly's had the, the best two games. The last two, I think he's been quite ineffective. Would you who? have him off the bench, Tilly, who? and then bring Evans in? Because Evans was really good against Walsall. Well, is it if, really if Evans good. is fit? Then I, I, I'm, I'm playing to if Tilly, Tilly miss one. We need to freshen it up some way. I'd, I would be very tempted to keep Ali Alhamidi, keep Omar Bougiou if they're fit. I would change little for Ball. I change definitely change Sasu for Nerfil. I would entertain a conversation about Tilly, Tilly for Evans. I'm, I'm happy to make that change. No problem. The defense stays as is though. I don't yes, change the defence. So I don't, I don't but know I said, much I think, about I think it's just trusting what the medics say and say, yeah, do you know what I mean? Because I, I, I think you're right with that. As I said, Tilly, I, I think he's been a bit off it the last two games and maybe he needs to rest again. Do you know what I mean? And, and Evans was brilliant against Walsall. Looked really good. Uh, if he's fit, I'd be inclined to maybe give him a start uh, and, and saying to him, go and do what you did last time. I don't know much about Mansfield. I don't think Hartigan Is Hartigan still there? No, he's at Barnet, mate. He is at Barnet. See, all yeah. these people were loving up Anthony Hartigan. He was never good enough. I don't uh, know. Was he? Come on. Let's have an honest conversation. We got Kane for mugging him off. Uh, I don't know much about him. As you said, they're draw specialists. What are you going prediction-wise then, Danny? I don't know if I'm going to do my prediction out loud, though. All right. Well, don't then. That's your attitude. Because I don't I'm want gonna, anyone cheat. I don't want you cheating. You don't want you cheating. Well, I've got to be top now, haven't I? Don't be stupid. We're all the chasing prediction. the bus, mate. Is he still... Oh, he's churning. There were a couple. One guy got got six points. Who? Lee Finch. No, not Finch. So I'll 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 I'll, I'll WhatsApp you his name and you can make a big deal out of him. Um. The yeah. I I I feel like we've played well enough to get a win, but they're obviously quite hard to beat. But at the same time, if you've been playing eleven games, at some point you're gonna lose. 
and we're playing well enough to be successful. So I am going to say um, 2 2. Yeah, I was looking at Desmond. Yeah, I'm thinking. Also, I'm go I, am, I am inclined to go to a 2 1 loss because I think we need to make changes because of the games coming up in October. I don't know if we, I think we might have to make too many changes and it might disrupt the, the team a bit. And also, Mansfield are a good side and you're going away from home. I know our away record's really good at the moment, but yeah, you know I mean, you can't can't keep just battering teams. I, I think I'll go 1 1 draw, actually. 1 1 draw. Yeah. Go with the boys. As long as we play well, like we have done. As I said, I trust the squad. It's a good squad this year. I'd have Ball coming in. He looks a good player. Yeah, and hopefully we can get after Mansfield and hopefully they will away from home. We let them come on to us and we hit them on the break. Well, we're great. We're, we are brilliant away from home. We are. So I, I think it's a good place. Um, can I to take this opportunity now just to give my mate Kev uh, my best wishes? Yes. Uh, Kevin Foster, uh, whose granddad was Sid Dunnett, who was a very, very big Wimbledon fan. Kev has done, and it's a bit of a tribute to him, and he'll probably just hate me if he ever speaks to me again. Um, Kev is arguably one of the more selfless people who work at Wimbledon. He's done such a great job with the girls and I know losing his granddad will be gutting for him. So I just want to publicly just put out there a little bit of love to Kev and his family, uh, his wife Kells and everyone else who's associated with Sid, uh, who I didn't know him personally, but sounding like a really, really great bloke. And I hope Kev is all right. And I hope all of the family can rally around each other at a difficult time because, um, yeah, it, it very, very sad news this week. Well said, Danny. I was going to say condolences to, to Kevin and uh, his family and to Alice, uh, Sid's wife as well, who, yeah. yeah, unfortunately passed away during the week. So, yeah, well said, Danny. Thank uh, you. Yeah, so I'd like to also say thanks to Season Master for sponsoring the podcast, uh, Gary Fletcher and the boys. Uh, I'd, I'd like to have a shout out to uh, a good friend of mine as well, Martin, down at Lost Boys. I, I did shout him out last week, but obviously that was lost on our Lost Tapes. Uh, <laughs> the Lost Tapes. People also, <laughs> I've, I see a few things today that people don't realise that the Sunday debrief we do every Sunday, obviously, at yeah. eight o'clock, we go through it, give everyone a sh- chance to come on. It's on Twitter Spaces. I know not everyone has Twitter, but we record over Twitter Spaces. Anyone can come on, speak, send a comment regarding the game on the Saturday or anything else that's happened in during the week at Wimbledon. A lot of people didn't know it was a podcast as well. Our, my boy Joe, he turns it into a podcast within the hour. So, yeah, people didn't realise that. So, yeah, this, the, the, the debrief is under Twitter spaces. It's under our link tree. Yeah, so you can listen to the, the Sunday debrief anytime you want. It is a podcast as well. Cross all your favourite podcast uh, apps uh, but yeah, I just wanted to send that out because I see a few people today didn't realise actually they could listen to it again. So yeah, yeah, we done that because you moaned about it, didn't you? Your dad couldn't listen, so yeah, Joe, Joe it, out. Yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I, I don't think he knows how to navigate that sort of stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna train him up. But no, it's been, it's good. It, it, and again, a little plea: come and come and get involved. If you hear something go, oh, you're chatting nonsense or anything else no, like that, let us know. There is going to be a pre-Christmas thing where I'm going to need a handful of people, potentially. So you have been warned. Um, please, 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 if you do fancy coming on, yeah, just drop us a message. There's and been a few also, people who've come on. Everyone loved the Damien Francis interview last week. So if you do know any ex, ex-Wimbledon, because most of us know AFC Wimbledon players and stuff, ex-Wimbledon FC players, Michael Hughes, if you're good friends with Trond Anderson 
or you know anyone that played for Wimbledon or anything, and they'd be if anyone is mates with with Vinnie Jones or has any contact with Vinnie Jones, he is literally. I don't get starstruck or anything like that. He is the only person thing on the whole planet. If I met him, I might totally lose the plot. He listens to the pod. He doesn't listen to the pod. He does, right? He but doesn't he think, listen he th- to the podcast. He think he thinks you're a prick. So, oh, yeah, that's annoying. That's he said, weird. he said, I'd come on. I love the chipsy geezer. He said, yeah. but I love the bloke from catchphrase. But the other, the, the other guy, the, the fat like Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck, is embarrassing. The fat Ben Affleck geezer is not for me. That's what maybe I have to go through Ben Affleck. He must have any Jones. Say to him, I look. I've been told I look like you, but carrying an extra pound. And then he might have We're going on again. Thanks to Season Master. Thanks to everyone else. Thanks for taking the time to listen. We are the number one AOC Women podcast. The one was at a dream. My name's Lee. That's Danny. Thank you very much. Come on, you dons. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.